And I realized that when I dug into the Word and started you know, watching Matt more and going through and answering the discussion questions and figuring out how it all related to me, that I don't have to be in control because God is in control. Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Kenzie Lawson. Kenzie's journey is an inspiration and shows that no matter what plan you have for yourself, God's plan always prevails. Welcome to Behind My Journey. My name is Quinn Eaton, and today with me is Kenzie Lawson. She has quite the story. Kenzie, thank you so much for sitting down and and being willing to share your journey. Yeah, thank you for asking me. I always like to share what I've gone through, just, you know, anything that I've gone through, I know can help other people too. So I'm always willing to share it. And that's the idea behind this podcast. Uh, Matt Johnson even said that a lot of people came to him with stories and he always thought that they were really valuable, but we didn't ever really have a way, you know, to share that. We, you know, it wasn't like, a, you know, the, the journey has an open mic uh, morning or something and everybody kind of gets up and talks. So this, this really works well. And so you've got, like I said, quite the story. It's, a, it's an yeah. amazing uh, journey that you've been on. So um, do you want to introduce yourself uh, to the audience that's listening today? Yeah, I'm Kenzie Lawson. Um, I'm 24 years old. Born and raised in Murray, went to the Murray City Schools, um, went to Murray State. I graduated in 2019 with my degree in nursing. I'm currently a critical care nurse. Um, the last year we changed to critical COVID, so I've been working in that realm for, you know, since last March. Um, me and my husband bought a house last year. Everything kind of all happened at once. I got my job. We bought a house. So everything just kind of all, you know, came together at once and then also kind of fell apart with the pandemic. So it was a good and bad year. So that's, that's a little true. bit about me. <laughs> that's true. Um, so it sounds like which 2020, everyone's going to say, Oh goodness, that was a really hard year, but especially yeah. for you, you got thrown into things. Uh, right. so I can't, I can't imagine what you had to go through this, this past year, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. <laughs> Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, how, how did you start because uh, you know you're still you're still young. You're 24 years old. You just graduated, and now you're moving into your career. But yeah. how did your faith journey start? When when was it that you kind of placed your your faith in God? Yeah. Um, so when I was younger, we always you know we went to church, but it was intermittently. We didn't go every Sunday. We weren't we didn't go you know we weren't there every time the doors opened. I'm always considered myself a Christian, but you know a lot of times Matt talks about the difference between being a Christian and a Jesus follower. Um, I don't think the Jesus follower part really came in until the past year for me. Um, you know, throughout college, I would go intermittently. I would go to the BCM or I would, you know, go to the church I grew up every now and then. Um, but it wasn't until last year, which was, you know, right when the pandemic hit and we kind of started doing stuff um, at home that I really started to dig deeper into the word itself. I've actually been working through a year long uh, read the Bible cover to cover. Um And so I've gotten to learn a lot through that. I've been studying a lot more about it and just learning a lot more about what, you know, people went through and throughout the Bible and how I can relate it to myself and how much faith they had to have. Um, So really, you know, I've always been a very, very anxious person. I've always struggled with anxiety. Um, And when the pandemic hit and I was a new, new grad, like just gotten off of orientation, um, we switched to critical COVID. And that was really tough. You know, we um, and still are losing patients right and left. I'm the last person that patients see before they pass, wow, the last, last conversations that they have before they pass. 
Um, I just felt really lost. My anxiety was just at an all time high at that point. Um, I remember cause I would work long stretches and I work nights and that's just hard anyway, being away from your family. Um, but I remember just getting to the point where I was crying before I was going to work because I was so anxious, you know, I knew what was coming and I knew that, um, you know, a lot of patients around me were going to pass away. And I mean, it was just inevitable at that point. Um, so at the beginning, you know, beginning of the pandemic, I started that Bible study and I just felt that I found peace with it. You know, I felt that um, I had something to lean on. I had something to realize that, you know, anxiety is all about not feeling in control. And I realized that when I dug into the word and started, you know, watching Matt more and going through and answering the discussion questions and figuring out how it all related to me, that I don't have to be in control because God is in control. Um so that's really how my journey kind of shaped up. Mm-hmm. Um, I started serving and I started, I became a Sunday school teacher in Highway 252. And oh, that's um, awesome. through that, I was able you know, to learn through the kids' eyes. I was learning, I'm learning just as much as they're learning. And I love that. I love to see when things click for them because it clicks for me too. Um, and so that's just kind of how my journey kind of has shaped up and how yeah. it's kind of taken a toll in the last year or so. So it sounded, it sounds like, you know, you got involved in the highway 252, the children's ministry through the journey. And then, uh, you also started the Bible plan, uh, which I'm sure, I'm sure that kind of, kind of gives you just a foundation as far as every day you can, you can read and it kind of gives you some comfort. I can relate as far as, you know, experiencing anxiety. I've had my, my fair share of troubles with it, but I can't imagine, I mean, the healthcare workers were thrown into the front lines, uh, in this past year and, not only were you thrown into the front lines, but you had never really been there before. Right. So that makes it, that makes it even more challenging. So. And what I, I had, so I had started in a coronary unit and I was on um, orientation for three months. And so what I had learned and what I was about to face were two different things. Mm-hmm. So right when I got off orientation, I had a week of a normal critical care um, and then we turned to COVID. And so it was hard for my, the people that have been there longer for me too. Cause they're like, I don't know how to teach you because we've never done this before either. So we were all kind of thrown in too. So it was tough. Wow. Yeah. So there is definitely some uncertainty uh, as far as getting started with your career, which you yeah. never really want that to happen. But of course <laughs> that was out of your control. And it seems like you've, you've kind of been able to say, okay, I'm not in control. God's in control. So that's probably right. helped. But uh, it's, it seems like you've really uh, become grounded in your faith, but what was it like before? Uh, you know, you kind of, you kind of got that foundation and, and you hadn't made the transformation yet. Right. Um, like I said, I always struggled with anxiety. Um, when I was younger, my mom would have to take me into school kicking and screaming because I was that anxious. I had terrible separation anxiety. Um, you know, when I was younger in elementary school and all that, even up into high school, I remember I would have panic attacks going into school. Um, and as you get older, it's like, you know, I had, this is my life. I have to go and do these things. I'm an adult. I have to go to my job. I have to go take care of people. So, um, I can't kick and scream anymore. My mom's not going to take me inside my job. So, mm-hmm. um, I was dealing with a lot of death around me, um, with COVID also, um, me and my dad had had a falling out probably not long before that it was in 2018 and we really hadn't spoken, um, in a couple of years. And so um, I was dealing with a lot of that and just, you know, feeling I was holding on to, you know, grudges and holding on to not forgiving and that kind of stuff. So I think that all kind of 
we worked into the anxiety that I was having. Just, you know, a lot of stuff was going on at home. Parents were going through a divorce, that kind of stuff. So um, that plus, you know, the work situation was just eating me alive. Um, just extremely anxious. And like I said, it got to a point where I was like crying before I was going to work. And my husband's like, what is wrong? Cause you're yeah. just going to work. I'm like, I know. Um, but that's when I was like, you know, it shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't have to feel this way on my way to work. And, you know, I had to, I drive to Paducah. So I had a long way to get there and I was anxious the whole way. And it just wasn't fun for me or, you know, anybody around me. So it was just, um, my anxiety just led me to tears more, more days than it didn't. So whenever, whenever you say like, there are all these things happening, all, all this stuff seems overwhelming, especially for someone that's, that's struggling with anxiety uh, and finding clarity and things like that. Um, was it, was it that wave of things that happened that caused you to maybe look towards God? Uh, Cause so. you said, you said you had always kind of had God in your life, yes. but it was then when you were like, okay, I'm, I need someone else to take care of this. Right. And in, you know, in nursing school, I didn't, there wasn't a lot of time for extra stuff. I was so, so busy. Um, so I always had told myself, you know, once I get out of nursing school, I'm going to read the Bible cover to cover because I'm not going to have all these textbooks to be reading to. Right. I, I can relate to devote my time to it so that I could really study it and not feel like it's a chore. I wanted to enjoy it and not feel like it was something I was just checking off my list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that along with just all the anxiety, I was like, yeah, let's just start this and see where it leads and see if I can find some peace with it. So it seems like anxiety it might, it might not have been the, the biggest challenge or obstacle in your life, but it definitely was something that was maybe holding you back. Okay. Uh, what, what were some frustrations along with that, uh, that you felt that you, you continued to try to push against, but it, it continued to push back even harder? Um, you know, just to conquer with my anxieties, I would always try to use, you know, distractions to keep my mind busy. You know, um, during school, I was so busy with school. I mean, I was anxious about, you know, school in general, but it's like, I had dove so far into nursing school that I didn't really take the time to deal with all the other things going on around me. Um, I feel like school was always my distraction because, you know, I just had some, I was busy and I was constantly studying. And then when I graduated, it's like, Oh no, like what, what am right. I going to do with now? I've got all this extra time. Um, and like I said, I knew, you know, as an adult, I, I had to conquer these things in life and I couldn't just sit at home and be anxious. You know, we had just bought a house. Um, I had to go to work, you know, people go to work, you got to get up and you got to do it. Um, you know, I started reading the Bible and I've been studying it and learning everything that I possibly can. And that really was the thing that just kind of helped ease my mind. Um, one thing, one thing I saw that was interesting in your story is you sort of had a little experience of, okay, maybe I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Uh, during college, you changed majors, right? Yes. Um, so I actually started as an elementary ed LBD major. Um, I had helped out with special ed kids in throughout school. And, you know, that was where my heart was set. Like if you ask me from the beginning of high school on, it was, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a special education teacher. Um, about a year in, I just felt like, you know, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. I wasn't in love with what I was doing and I didn't want to, um, nobody wants a teacher that doesn't love what they're doing. That would be sure. terrible. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I don't really know. It just popped in my mind. Like maybe you should try nursing, which is some is crazy to say you should try nursing. Cause it's so That's hard. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I, my gut just told me like, you need to go into nursing, you need to go into nursing. And 
I did it and I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. You know, I've held so many patients' hands as they pass away and I've been able to talk with their families um, in their most vulnerable times. And I'm able to show them that God loves them the way that he loves me. And I'm able to love them the way that he loves us and just show them compassion and kindness that God would show them. And so I think um, it's just, it was really an eye opening experience because never in my life would I have said, I'm going to be a nurse because I was terrified of needles. Right. So, yeah. That doesn't mix. That doesn't mix well. No, now I'm all, I'm, I love it. And I'm, <laughs> I, I love what I do and I just feel at peace with where I'm at. And I don't think had I continued on my education journey and become a teacher that I would feel the peace that I feel now mm. wouldn't feel like I was where I was meant to be. So now equipped with hindsight, you can look back and say, okay, I'm glad I made that decision. But yes. in that moment, I'm sure you were like, oh gosh, I don't want to do this. This is so much work. I'm gonna, it's it's going to be like restarting. Yeah. Cause it put me, um, I came in with a lot of credit. So I was going to graduate within like two and a half years as a teacher. Um, but then it, you know, I had to take some other classes, get some other prereqs. And so I did have to like start over and it added a couple semesters on to what, you know, what my original plan was. And mm -hmm. For me, with the anxiety, you know, it was all about control. I had this plan and that's what I was going to do. I was going to graduate at this time. You know, I had it all planned out. And then I was like, you know what? Let's change it up a little bit, which is not something that I ever did. Right. Ever. That's a big step. That's a big <laughs> yeah. step, especially with the struggles that you've had. So going back, I would, I would hate to transport anyone back to 2020, but that's where <laughs> your journey sort of makes a turn, right? That transformation right. kind of started whenever you were thrown into uh, you know, a situation that is, would have been unfathomable before, but of course yeah. it became reality. So what was that transformation like and how is your life now? Yeah. Um, so I, I just started reading my Bible, you know, a little bit every day I started, especially when the pandemic hit, I was watching Matt, you know, every Sunday I was watching religiously and I was taking the time to look at the discussion questions and writing my answers to them. And I think that was a big thing for me just, you know, not just watching the sermon, but I would take notes. And then, you know, like I was studying, it was my new studying habits really. Yeah. Um, and just kind of seeing how his sermon related to me and how I could take that and, you know, put it in my everyday life. Um, you know, I was able to feel more peace in my work environment. I was able to talk with families, you know, cause we're the ones that have to call and say, you know, um, I know that you haven't had to come, haven't been able to come see your family member where they've been in the hospital for a month now, but um, they've taken a turn for the worse. And I really think you should come up here. And it, that is one of the hardest conversations you'll ever have. Oh, with yeah. a family member. Um, it gave me a lot of peace to kind of know what to say in those situations because you never can say the right thing ever. But, um, I just leaned on God and, you know, I tried to pray with my patients, family members, if they're okay with it and pray over my patients, because, um, that's what brings me peace. And I want them to feel the same peace in those like vulnerable moments. Um, um, so another thing that happened in 2020 is I decided that I wanted to get baptized. I'd actually been baptized when I was younger. Um, I got baptized when I was 11 in my home church and a lot of my friends were getting baptized and I loved Jesus. I knew that I loved him. Mm -hmm. Um, but there wasn't a change for me after that. Um, I didn't feel at peace. You know, I was 11. I didn't, I mean, I don't, I wanted, I don't want to say I didn't know what I was doing, but I didn't understand to what, if, you know, to what effect it was going to have on my life. Yeah. Um, so I had been, you know, we I started my, you know, reading through the Bible in March in September at our first outdoor gathering. I got a hold of Matt and Jared and was like, I want to get baptized. 
Um, I want to get baptized in the church that rise that showed me what it was like to be the difference between being a Christian and a Jesus follower. Mm -hmm. Um, and so on September 29th, I got baptized. My best friend of 22 years, Hannah Williams baptized me. Um, and I know we'll talk about this a little later, but she was a very key person in my journey because she always invited me to, um, any, you know, anything that was going on at her church or BCM or vacation Bible school. She was always inviting me to that kind of stuff. So it's a great it was friend really yeah. to get her, you know, we met in preschool. So it was really awesome for her <laughs> to be able to baptize me. Um, so that happened on September 29th. And then on October um, 2nd, my dad passed away unexpectedly. Oh, wow. um, we still hadn't talked in a couple of years. Um, 58 years old. No, he wasn't sick. It was completely unexpected. Um, and I know that, you know, a couple of weeks before he passed, I just felt this tug in my heart. Like you need to reach out. You need to reach out. And I was like, Oh, you know what? I, just not yet. Just, I just kept saying, you know, not yet. I'm not ready. Um, and I really think looking back that that was God tugging on me saying, you know, this is your chance. You need, to, you need to do it. Um, so I just don't think that had I not taken this journey in 2020, to become, you know, to put more into my relationship with God that I would have been able to got to have gotten through that year. Cause it was oh. the tough. I mean, like I said, it was a weird year. I mean, me and my husband bought a house. There were so many great things that were going on, but then so many terrible things at the same time. Um, so I definitely think it was a major God thing that I got baptized a few days before, you know, my dad passed away and he, actually was able to see the video um oh, that's and great. He, he loved it he was so happy so i really think that um my newfound relationship with jesus is you know my stronger relationship with jesus is what helped me get through that because it was the toughest year of my life it was a tough yeah. situation i can't imagine and i appreciate you being transparent about all this stuff because i know it can be a little heavy but uh it sounds like you've got a really good support system it sounds like you've got a lot of people that love you and been supporting you the entire way. Who are some of those key people that have, that have helped you along your faith journey and especially in this, in 2020, the past year? Yeah. Um, like I said, Hannah Williams, we met, um, we were in preschool. Our, our teacher actually sent a note home to both of our parents saying we were going to be best friends because we were so close. Um, we actually ended up finding out we only lived like two miles down the road from each other out in the country. So that was great. Um, but she always um, invited me to things. Like I said earlier, the most Christ-driven, loving person that I could ever have in my life. And she's been in my life since I was two. Um, so that's definitely a great support system to have in your life. You know, she never gave up on me. She never quit asking me to things. Um, never pressured me. Never made me feel bad if I couldn't come to something. She just always extended the invitation. Um and I realized that that's a lot, you know, that's what I want to be for other people. Um, not to pressure anybody, but to always let them know they're welcome. At always journey. offer. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's an unwavering invitation. You yeah, don't, you don't always. push it, but it's come, always but there. Always welcome. And that's yes. a big thing about journey is I just think that's our big, our big thing there. Like you're mm. always welcome. It's just, it's great. Um, another person I would say, um, my mom, she started going to journey with me the same time I did. Um, 2018 to 2020 was very hard for her. Um, and so we've been each other's support system throughout all of that. Um, 
and she always told me to follow my heart and trust God's plan for me. When I decided to change my major, she was like, yeah, let's, you know, let's do it. You can do it. You're smart. You can do whatever you put your mind to. That's what she always told me. Um, and a couple other people, my husband, he's always been so calm and selfless and he will do anything for anybody else. Um, his name's Carver. He always helps the people around him. He always goes above and beyond to help the people around him. And he's just one of the most um, Christ-like people that I've known, you know, my entire life. And so I'm like, I want to be more like that. I want to be selfless the way that he is. Um, and then my brother, um, I have an older brother. He's 10 years older than me. Um, he's just, uh, he's so, he's so calm and so patient. And um, I've always wanted to be more like him because he is, like I said, more, one of the most Christ-like people. All these people in my life are just um, great. And they've always been there for me to support me through everything. And this, you know, that year was a hard year for my brother as well. Mm -hmm. And he, he actually started reading his Bible cover to cover too. So it's something we were able to talk about and share stories and share opinions. And so that was, you know, all, all of them have been there for me in so many ways. And I know that you look at these people, you look up to them, but I'm sure they admire you just as much uh, with everything that you've gone through. It's I, I, even me sitting here just talking to you today has been has been really inspiring. So to hear your story, to hear everything that you went through, and to still have the attitude that you have that you've got after you've gone through what it seems like everything. Mm -hmm. um, people that are listening, I think, are going to really find this story to be helpful and inspiring. Um, what is some, you know, if you, if you had to say a couple of things to people that might've been in the same path, as far as anxiety, or might be in the same path, not necessarily specifically the medical yeah. field, but they might be in a job where they, they just get thrown into it and they don't really know if right. that's what they're supposed to do, or they're just kind of confused and they're intimidated. What can you say or speak on, uh, you know, the people that are listening to kind of uh, get them through those things? Yeah. Um, I would tell them that the journey is completely worth it. It's not easy, um, but, you know, God never promised that it would be easy. He promised that it would be worth it and that he would be with us every step of the way. Um, and I've definitely felt that he has put some of the most amazing nurses in my life at work, um, amazing people that we've all been able to lean on, you know, one another, because you, you can tell people how it's like at work, but the people that are with you that experience, they know you don't even have to tell them. They just know what's going on. Um I would tell them that um, just as far as coming to journey in general, um, it's great. The lighting's low, the music's loud, the people are great. Um, I've never once felt judged there. Uh, and I've never felt singled out or anything. Anybody that wants to serve, I 100%, I think it's worth it. Um, when I was growing up, I never felt like I had a place where I just belonged. I felt like I bounced from activity to activity to activity and I was always the new one. Mm -hmm. um, and so serving, I feel like, you know, people know me, they, they know my name, they ask me questions about what's going on and that just feels great. I feel like I'm somewhere that, um, you know, I'm part of something that's so much bigger than myself. Um, and, you know, we weren't meant to be alone. We're meant to gather with other, others and worship, worship Jesus. And so I think, the best thing is just all to come together and, you know, just lean on the people around you because that's the biggest thing for me is that I've, I just, I've had the most amazing support system and mm -hmm. um, everybody at journey is so great. You can always lean on anybody there and talk to them about, you know, things that are going on, Matt, Jen, Jared, everybody. Um, they're, they're amazing. Matt and Jared actually um, 
did my dad's funeral. Um, yep. They didn't know him, but they knew my brother and they knew me and they, they did great. And they were some of the most amazing people for me to lean on during that time because it was, you know, with him passing away, that was really tough, but just the circumstances before that with us having not spoken for so long. So yeah. they were really great for me to lean on. So I would just say the biggest thing is to find your people, find the people that are going to support you um, and support them just as well and just lean on them and love them. Right. Well, Kenzie, I, I'm telling you, this story has been so inspiring. Thank you so much for, like I said, being transparent and, and sitting down and sharing your story. I think a lot of people are, are going to listen to this and say, wow, this is an amazing journey. Uh, so thank you so much for sitting down and being a part of the Behind My Journey podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at journeycalloway.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.